Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diva Behavior. I'm Molly Mulshine, your host. I am still in London, but I'll be in New Jersey and New York in less than a month. In that spirit, we are talking this week about Gillian Anderson. She is a, I was going to say bi-coastal, but that's not accurate. She's a transatlantic superstar, I guess we would say. She's from London. She's from the U.S. She has lived pretty much everywhere. She can seamlessly transition between accents. She is from the X-Files. My guest today is one of my best friends in the entire world, Jessica Stevens. She's a Jillian Anderson stan. She has a Jillian Anderson stan account on Instagram that she will not let me follow. She blocked me. She blocked all of the rest of our friends. No one will ever see it in our lives. Christmas is coming soon. Jess, please unblock me for Christmas. It's my only wish this year, except for another microphone and for everyone who's listening right now to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Molly Mulshine. Follow the podcast at diva behavior pod and follow jess at justify my love send this podcast to a friend send it to an enemy send it to a frenemy put it on in the same room as your grandma while she's passed out she's not gonna wake up she's out cold she ate five kibasis for lunch she doesn't even know her middle name right now play the friggin podcast get my numbers up some people think diva's a bitch Diva Behavior, the podcast. Okay, Jessica Stevens. Molly Molshine. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be talking to you today about Jillian Anderson. Me too, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So you've had a lot of fan obsessions in your time. Yes, yes, definitely a fangirl. There's been Madonna, there's been Bernadette Peters, and the most recent one has been Jillian Anderson. Yeah, I mean, still fangirling over Madonna and obviously Bernadette Peters. Jillian Anderson is a fairly new fangirl obsession for me, but it is strong. It is really strong. So for any of our listeners who don't know, Jillian Anderson is most famous for The X-Files. She's Mm -hmm. also in Sex Education, and she's in the new season of The Crown, which you today asked me to go stalk her at the red carpet in London. I sure did. I sure did. I wish I had. (laughs) I wish I had, too. (laughs) She lives part-time in London. Mm, Now it's it's full-time now. Full-time London gal. Yeah. She had a house in Sri Sri Lanka. Oh, what was she doing there? She just loves it. Uh, She just sold it, though, I believe. And then she was living in L.A. for a little bit. But now her, like, home base is London. Wow. I love this. She prefers London. 
I love to see an American making it in British showbiz because in America, we give so many of our best showbiz jobs to British people because we just assume they're smarter than us and they do not return the favor. Well, here's the thing is that I believe the UK respects Gillian Anderson almost as like one of their own because she was born in Chicago, but she moved to the UK when she was like two or three years old and spent like most of her childhood and adolescence in the UK because her father worked in film and he was doing stuff over in the UK. So she spent like a bulk of her years in the UK. So that's also why, which we'll get to later, her like, you know, bouncing around the accents because she, she did spend a very long time in the UK. So I think they give her that respect too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's kind of a nepotism person? Yeah. Do you know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means when you, like, are both, right? No. Oh, okay. Edit this. Do not put this in there. No. <laughs> no. I'll never do a podcast again. Nepotism is when you have a parent who's already in the industry and you sort of get a leg up from that parent. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, No, you said, I think it's both. (laughs) (laughs) No, do not put that in there. No, I, I really don't think her dad was able to help her at all. Well, that's what they all say. I mean, there's no record of that, but... Here's the thing. Jane Fonda is a nepotism actor and she's like fucking amazing. Half of Hollywood is nepotism actors and it's fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe she is. I just didn't know that about her. I was just surprised. I didn't realize. Yeah. I think he was in production. So he wasn't like an actor or anything, but you know. Like Meghan Markle's dad. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what made you become a Jillian stan? Because it really came out of nowhere. Well, The Fall. Have you ever seen The Fall? No, what's that? It was was on BBC America originally, and Jillian Anderson plays um, this character called Stella Gibson, and she is a detective police officer she's not a police officer oh she's a superintendent I don't know what she is but she like solves like like of a high school no (laughs) direct it wait what is her name it's like the longest name ever uh this is embarrassing that I don't know um what's the show about aliens nope it's about a murderer okay Um, so she is trying to find this murderer and she is so cool in this in this show. Like I'm <laughs> telling you, she's. I was just like, who is this amazing bitch? I'm obsessed with her. Because first of all, she's like hot as hell. She's so smart. She doesn't take shit from any men. Um, these guys are like all like everyone on the force is like into her, and she's just kind of like doing her own thing, like after hours, drinking a scotch by herself at dinner. And this reporter comes up to her and he's trying to like get information out of her. And she's like, really and truly you can fuck off. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love her. Um, 
and she just kind of is just a badass and is also like really attractive and doesn't take shit. So like it was kind of like, oh my god, I love her. That's your house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think because at one, I mean, for a very long time, I never thought like I could be like that. I mean, now I sell sleep studies, so I am sort of a badass. <laughs> no, but for that's real, right. Like, she yeah. is employed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, I am a boss bitch. So <laughs> I think like a lot of times, like you look for qualities in people that you admire that you want to embody. And like, I just like was like, wow. I, I mean, even though it's a character, then I like, like obviously did my fangirling and dug deep about Jillian Anderson. And like, you know, she's a huge feminist, like, She's really into her charity work for women. She's all about equal rights, um, equal pay. Like, she's just, she's cool. She's and um, she sort of has, that strength comes across in all of the characters that she plays. Yes, correct. Uh, more in Stella Gibson than Scully. Scully kind of follows. So Scully, if you're not familiar with the X-Files, yes. If you're not familiar with the X-Files, Scully is the character that Jillian Anderson played. Um, She was an FBI agent and she worked alongside David Duchovny's character, Fox Mulder. And as much as she always stood her ground, this character, but she also followed her partner, Mulder, blindly when she did not agree with what he was doing ever. It was always like, Mulder, this is ridiculous, but she would do it anyway. Um, And I just, don't think that's as, like, badass as Stella. Like, Stella just kills it. Um, and she's just... But throughout all of her characters, yes, she's always standing her ground. She's always standing up for herself. And she doesn't take no shit from anybody. Do you think that that character was, in the X-Files, like, as strong a woman as you could have on a popular TV show in the 90s? I... Uh, 100%. Yes. I don't think there were many strong, like, smart women on television in the 90s. It was Baywatch. And that originally, when they were casting Scully, they wanted, I don't know if they, like, wanted Pamela Anderson or if the producers or the network producers said they wanted someone like Pamela Anderson. Because that was, like, the the hot thing then. And Chris Carter, the creator of The X-Files, said, Jillian Anderson is hot. And it's a different kind of hot because she's sophisticated and strong. Not that saying Pamela Anderson couldn't be either. It's just a different, you wouldn't look at Pamela Anderson, unfortunately, and be like, she's a rocket scientist. Like you, you just, because that's who as society we are, you could look at Jillian Anderson in the X-Files in the first couple seasons and be like, okay, this, this girl is probably serious and smart, but she's also like cute and whatever. But yeah, they wanted a Pamela Anderson type character. Yeah, I didn't get it. I feel like in the '90s there was this huge thing of categorizing women. Like you have hot women, and you have smart women, and you have ugly women, and you have like you know what I mean. And it mm-hmm. was very, very rare for any of those things to cross over. Like it was you either were like the hot blonde with fake boobs or you were the brunette with glasses with like a lab coat on, you mm-hmm. know, who probably also had huge boobs. Like it was just a, t- 
<laughs> it was just a time when they didn't have like you couldn't do that. But if you were a good actress, I feel like because as soon as you said a brunette, like with did you say a brunette with glasses? I thought of like Elaine from Seinfeld because she never was like showy and like really sexy, but like guys loved Elaine. And, like, I, I love that. I think if you are a good actress and you know your role and you commit to it, because Elaine's another, like, strong, if you're not familiar with Seinfeld. she As funny as the show was, Elaine was, like, a badass. I'm sorry. Yeah. She totally was. And that's the same thing with Gillian Anderson. Like, she d- wasn't playing a super sexy role, but guys that were into the show were obsessed with her. And, like, I think if you know what you're doing, you not not that you need that, but... I don't know. It's just a different type of sexy. I think the thing with both Elaine and with Scully, that was her, right? I always would forget who's Scully and who's Mulder. Yeah. With Elaine and Scully, they were both anomalies at the time. And they were both kind of proof that, you know, Hollywood executives will say we need to have these certain types of women because that's what performs well. But in reality, people are human and they like what they like. And not everybody likes a Pamela Anderson type, you know, exactly. like exactly. Elaine, the character of Elaine, obviously to like a studio executive would seem on paper, like something that people might not be into, but in mm. real life, she's like a guy's girl. She's like the funny, cool, like looks good in norm core from head to toe dad jeans girl. And like people like that. So it's just, Yeah, I feel like Gillian Anderson was kind of ahead of her time in that way of just being like, if you're confident enough, people definitely are going to like you. Side note, sorry about Elaine again, but Elaine got a lot of ass on that show. (laughs) Yeah, she did. That's so true. And like, hell yeah. She had like a new boyfriend every episode. And I freaking love that. Oh, I Uh, never thought of that. She... She did it. You know, the Today Sponge, she had a great time. I, and, and I love that. Never, and she never got slut-shamed for it. I bet you if she was dressed, if she was out here dressing like Christine Applegate on Married with Children, there would have been think pieces in the New York Times every week saying what a whore she was. But, it, but because she wore a floral dress with buttons down to the floor and, like, newsboy shoes, like, it's great. But she still yeah. got a lot of ass. That is great. Wow. I never, I mean, I already loved her and now I love her even more and I love the character even more and what they did with it. It's such a classic show. But back to our main, main girl, Jillian here. Yeah. So Jillian, you alluded to the fact that she sort of wavers between accents. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. She says when she is with Americans, she feels like, I I forget what the, actual quote was but she said she just felt like a dipshit when she wasn't speaking like in her American accent around Americans and then when she's with um people in the UK she just feels like her accent comes out as well so she kind of bounces back and forth and when she's with both Americans and um people in the UK she doesn't know what to do she gets like very mixed up and confused but yeah she bounces back and forth like a Madonna but I think she gets a little more cred because she lived there for so long as a as a kid yeah how old was she when she moved to the U.S. well so she lived in Chicago then 
the UK, then Puerto Rico, then like the UK again, and then Chicago and then New York. She's been like everywhere. I'm not sure her exact age is off the top of my head, but she spent a lot of time there. So, so her American accent might be like less natural actually than her British accent for her. Well, so actually, okay, I can give you some facts because when she was filming the X-Files and that was nine seasons, so you give or take 10 years, um, she was definitely around Americans and Canadians. So I'm sure for that period of time, her American accent was just like strong. She's just been like in the two different places for very long periods of time. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean... The only time I, I saw her at Comic-Con in New York, very American, and then at All About Eve when she never came out to see me, uh, she, she had her accent full on strong. But it is funny that you can just decide what you want to be. I mean, I do it when I was in, when I was in the UK. At ordering my coffee the second day, I wanted to talk like a Brit. So, I mean, I get it. <laughs> Well, that's crazy because most of the people who work in coffee shops are Russian. <laughs> I'm like, are they? Yes. Know. Half the time I'm here, I go like three days without hearing an English accent because I live with like fucking St. Patrick himself. And then I I talk like whenever I go out, everybody's got a million other accents, which I love. It's really cool. But it's just yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. The coffee shop I was in, I was English, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they, I don't know, everyone's different with their, the way they pick up accents. For me, living here for over a year, I feel like my Jersey accent has only calcified. It's only getting more intense, at least in my ear. And I think you want it to. So like, I think you think in your head also, you know, comes out of your mouth. Because like, I always want to be British, always. So... (laughs) Well, it's overrated. I, <laughs> I've been the like, shade. it happens all the time to me whenever I go out and I'm speaking to my friends in public, people will stop me and lecture me about American politics. Like last week it happened three times in one night. And I'm just like, now I get why people drift into a British accent because I can't take the fucking harassment anymore. You know what I mean? Like these people, they just, I will not even be talking to them and they'll come up to me and be like, Oh, you're American. Like, and I'm like, will you shut the fuck up? Like, I can't take it. It's terrible. I know. And I'm sure Americans do the same thing to people with accents from other countries. I'm sure we do, but I don't think we do it in such a hater, hatery way. I think we do it in more of like an annoying way where we're like, oh my God, you're so cute. Yeah. Like, where are you from? Like, yeah. annoying. I it's agree. Annoying. I, I think that's what we do, which ha- actually happened to me on Monday night. A girl did that and I was so shocked. Like, she was like, are you American? And I was like, yeah. And I was getting ready for the Trump lecture. <laughs> and then she, but she was like genuinely interested. So I was like, oh, thanks. That's, what a nice soul. Yeah, it was cute. And she had a little like, Burberry plaid skirt on I was like you're a little cutie damn that's fun I love that yeah we're really we're really we're really drifting I know I I know I know I like it no it's good it's good it's good so what uh so the crown is what's coming out 
Yeah, and I really don't know a ton about what's happening with the crown, so I'm not gonna try and yeah. fake it. Like well, I fake knowing what some words mean. <laughs> Listen, the decades ending, our brains are going haywire. We're all doing our best. We're we're doing our best. We are. Mercury's in retrograde. It's oh fine. my god, yeah, it's doing me dirty this time around for sure. Um, <laughs> but so with the crown, this season is going to be so good. Something that I didn't realize the first two seasons. So a lot of people don't realize that TV and film in the UK are like basically publicly funded. Like there's a certain amount of public funding that gets allotted to every TV and film project that you see pretty much in the coming out of the UK each year, which with, I'm sure some uh, exceptions, I'm sure there are some films that are successful that are privately funded, but for the most part, a lot of these films are funded at least partially by tax dollars, which is totally had no idea. Yeah. It's an insane concept to Americans because we are completely privately funded with all of our arts. Um, And there are good and bad things about that. But so obviously the UK has the Royal family and the crown is about the Royal family. So apparently the first two seasons were publicly funded. I'm not sure if it was through BBC. I'm pretty sure it was through BBC, but so there was public funding. So they couldn't go as hard as they wanted to go on the Royal family, which was very obvious. If you watched it, you could tell that it was very like, like there was a little bit of scandal in it, but Mm. barely. But so apparently this is the first season that is, pretty much fully privately funded where they can talk about the actual shit. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I hope they do it justice. I really Mm -hmm. hope that they don't hold back at all. I, I, and I love, uh, Helena Coleman and Olivia Coleman. Like it's going to be, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Um, and Peter Morgan, as much as, you know, I want Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny to end up together. You know, Peter Morgan, the creator of The Crown, and Gillian Anderson, our boyfriend-girlfriend, right? No! Yes. So she got a lot of flack for being in The Crown. People were like, she's just in it because she's dating Peter Morgan. And like, that is nepotism which again. Is such BS, though. I think that's I agree. BS. I, I think, think she's she, perfect for it. Yeah. For people who don't know, she's playing Margaret Thatcher there is no question that she's perfect for that role. Like just her vibe, her look. I mean, she's way prettier than Margaret Thatcher, but they, like you can tell they're going to make her, they're going to do the makeup and shit and she's going to nail it and like everything. But that is so interesting because that's another nepotism thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. I, she's still perfect for it. And she did a movie with Peter Morgan. I forget the name of it. Probably like, eight years ago and she was still married to her husband at the time. So people have like a lot to say about that too. It's, it's Ooh. all very, it's juicy. It's juicy, but Scandal. yeah. Yeah. But what do people say about it? it? That she was like hooking up with him when she was still married, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I have no idea. They're cute. Peter Morgan and Jillian Anderson are cute together. I hated it when it first, like, like you know was on the daily mail whatever i was losing my mind i'm like uh david duchovny and jillian anderson forever but um uh yeah but he's dating a high school student 
She's 23, 24, and listen. Oh, oh, now you're sticking up for her? No, I'm and not. This summer of trying to get me to help you stalk her? <laughs> listen, I just was, like, you know, really worried about my girl Jillian, that's all, because I'm a psychopath. Um, but I can't hate on this girl. Like, if I had the opportunity to date David Duchovny... Do you think I would take it? Absolutely. Like, I would. Oh, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't care how old he was, and if I was 19, I would definitely date him still. Um, she I knows what she's doing. Yeah, I don't hate on her at all. Not no. in the least. No. I feel like I just hate when old male celebrities date super young girls. It's well, just embarrassing. And, and it's just, it is embarrassing, because he, him and Taylioni got a divorce because he had a sex addiction and he went away for a sex addiction. And he used to make comments all the time about like fans that he's like, because he's a singer now, don't get me started. Um, oh my God. <laughs> almost went to a concert. Didn't do it, but how many, di- how many different, how many different midlife crises does one man get to have? Oh man. It's, it's intense. It's a lot. Um, but him and Tay Leone broke up. Because of his sex addiction. And he would make comments at his concerts. Like there would be young girls in the audience. And he'd be like I'm old enough to be your father. And then like here he is. Dating this girl. That's so young. And like there's a whole fandom page. Dedicated to this relationship. Where they like try and figure out. Where he started hooking up with her. Because she used to work at this juice place. um, In Malibu. And he used to go there all the time. And she was totally like. 17 18 like when he it's like it's it's kind of gross but I mean I don't know I don't want to like say too much bad shit about it because like again probably if I were her be doing the same thing it's not her it's never her it's never the younger person's like fault not that anyone's at fault but it's just like it's never the younger person who's the embarrassing one in that situation is what I would say (sighs) True, true, true. Yeah, he, I don't know, his daughter's 19. And she's, a. she seems like a sweet angel, his daughter. But, like, she's got to be, like, going through it. Like, seeing this girl, like, all over Instagram with him. Like, it's just, it's yeah. a lot. And she, she wears, like, Uggs and juicy sweatsuits and shit, right? No. She actually has really good style. Oh, does she? <laughs> She's like absolutely gorgeous. Like I'm just writing fanfic in my head. Yeah, you are. Yes, fanfic. Welcome. I was, I was looking at pictures of Jillian Anderson and Peter Morgan, and you're right, they are so cute. They like they just look like super happy and like yeah. I don't think he's good looking at all, but like she's but like whatever. I, oh, I'm for fine. an older guy, he's great. He's like this. Like, I don't know, his eyes are a little much for me. But, like, I just think, I just, because I think she's just so freaking gorgeous that I'm like, all right, whatever. She is insanely gorgeous. I'm just like, how are you this, how are you this gorgeous? And and she, like, swears she doesn't, like, get anything done, but she's not a drinker. She used to be a smoker. Not anymore. Um, Mm, I think not drinking makes a big difference. I think it does, too, as I take a sip of my Cabernet. I know. She looks amazing. She's had to have had at least some little thing done. Well, if you look, 
I sent you a picture of her face up close. She has like a lot of wrinkles like around her mouth. Oh, does head. she? Yeah. I don't think she has. I think she's not like a big like sun person, obviously, because she lives in London. <laughs> yeah. Big on the oh. sun. Um, so I don't know. It could be all natural. And she probably gets like amazing facials and all that stuff. And she is a big advocate on women just aging for who they are, like aging how like they're supposed to. Um, she That's thinks cool. there's way too much pressure on women um looking a certain way and she doesn't think it's fair that men are perceived to be like hotter as they get older and like women you know what I mean so I don't know she could secretly get like Botox or something but she's totally like against it apparently see the thing is though it's easy to be against it when you look like that oh yes 100% like I agree like I I wouldn't if I looked like her and she like doesn't work out like of course you don't, because you're just naturally gorgeous and skinny and She perfect. doesn't work out? No. Nope. What? Nope. Her body in sex education, I was like, she's got to be doing like two hours of Pilates a day. No. Nope. Wow. I mean, this is, again, what she says, but I don't she's think not she... one to like make, like she doesn't care. Like that's what I yeah. love about her too. She says whatever she wants and like. She seems just, like she literally doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit. And she's so, like, underappreciated by, like, a lot of people. There is definitely a huge group of people that, like, get it and get her and stand her. But, like, so many more people need to, like, get on board because she's just, like, a really awesome role model and actress and feminist. She's cool. Yeah. So, um, shit, what was I going to say? I just forgot. Sorry, probably took you off track there. No, 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 not at all. With, oh, with The Crown, with Mm -hmm. her playing Margaret Thatcher, there was a big controversy when she said that she's starting to fall in love with Margaret Thatcher as a person. Oh, I I did not read that. I did not. Because Margaret Thatcher is not great, right? Right. She was basically like a, (laughs) she was... (laughs) She was like a Ronald Oops. Reagan. Per- she was a Ronald Reagan type person of like she just got rid of a lot of like the social safety net at the time that she was in office. She didn't take care of the working class. People who are working class in the UK really hate her. So she's sort of perceived as like a villain here. And it's very interesting because she was the first female prime minister. But she was so like people say all the time, oh, if we had w- more women in government, the world would be a better place. But like Margaret Thatcher was so not compassionate for the types of people that you would think that a female politician would be compassionate for. Do you know what I mean? I think she probably, I don't, and I hate to admit this, but I really don't know anything about Margaret Thatcher. No, it's fine. I feel like Jillian probably relates to like Margaret Thatcher just being kind of sticking with her opinion and kind of is she like cold is is that because Jillian's kind of a little cold frosty. So maybe she like yeah she's a little frosty so maybe that's how she like relates to her and kind of I don't know that's the only thing I could think of yeah what it makes the, sense I yeah. feel like don't get I feel like people were getting really mad because my Twitter is full of media people and they're all woke AF so whenever mm-hmm. something like this happens it's a million people whether I used to work with them or what, all being like, 
oh my god like Julian Anderson's canceled because she said this and like I feel like don't get mad at Julian Anderson get mad at conservative politicians who are like still <laughs> doing this stuff you know what I mean yeah. like it's not like I think what Jill, the point that Jillian Anderson was trying to make is like I'm going deep into this role and I'm starting to understand this woman's motivations for the way she for why she acted the way she did. And that does not mean that I think like that doesn't mean that she thinks she definitely doesn't agree with it. She just yeah. gets it. Um... Yeah, she's just like this is a human. Like <clears throat> She's seeing the humanity. And I don't know. I thought that was a crazy Thing for people to get mad about I mean people are gonna get mad at a lot of things yeah fortunately I know all day long I'm like I need to nuke my Twitter account and unfollow everyone and start over because my I, Twitter tonight was just all pictures of Jillian Anderson at the premiere so I was very happy that's amazing <laughs> how do you so so take me through the process when you decide to stan Jillian Anderson what is the timeline and what kind of online resources are you dabbling in? And was it a conscious decision where you said, I'm going to go whole hog on this Jillian Anderson thing? I I don't think I had a job at the time, so that kind of <laughs> helped. <laughs> you know, I was in between. Uh, I watched. As we all are. Yeah, as we all are. And then I was like, after the fall was over and I was like, there was no seasons left. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm obsessed with Jillian Anderson. And then I like Googled and I was like, oh my God, the X-Files. There were 10 seasons of the X-Files and like 25 episodes in each season, because back in the day, that's, you know, how long a season was. So of course I spiraled and like, didn't leave my house for like seven months and just watched all of the X-Files and you know the the Instagram pages there's all these fan pages Tumblr like all these blogs I really went crazy for a while but um I don't know I'm I'm a I fall hard pretty quick so the timeline is not that not that complicated it was like the fall a week later I was hooked you know what I mean yeah so, um, like, are you watching X-Files and looking up Jillian Anderson memes at the same time? At the same time, of course. Reading a blog called Musings of the X-Files with all the, like, background shit of every episode. Like, I do not fuck around. Like, I dive deep dingo. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> are you ever, think- like, thinking to yourself damn, I'm getting far here. I haven't showered in a day, you know? Oh, no, I never, like, get, like, where hygiene's a problem. No, I I think where I'm, like, checking but I <laughs> Instagram's mean, too much, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you ever, not with showering, that's a bad example, but are you ever postponing, were you ever postponing other things because you were just in your X-Files fandom haze? Um, no. Nope. But. Well, really good. Did I, yeah, no, I mean, did I plan to go to Vancouver because I wanted to go where they filmed the X-Files? 100%. Like, I, I don't, I leave out the little stuff. Like, I'll, I'll go out on a Saturday night. I'm not staying in to watch the X-Files. Like, I'm not that big of a nerd. But, uh, <laughs> but like, did I plan a trip to Vancouver because, like, I wanted to check it out? 100%. I go big or I, 
I, I go home. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it, the little stuff, you know, whatever. But. See, I so I'm at that point right now with Real Housewives of New Jersey where I'm like, where you're coming to New Jersey for a month. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm making a pilgrimage. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm watching it so often and for so many hours that I can tell other things are falling by the wayside. Where I'm like, I should be writing new material for X amount of hours every day, but instead I'm like, oh, I just got to finish this episode. Well, yeah, I think I would stay up too late and finish episodes, but I mean, it's okay. You're you're allowed to have that time to fall into the black hole of whatever you're into at the time. I mean, personally, because I stand so many things, you know? Yeah. Maybe normal people would be like, all right, you need to pump the brakes. Do you think that it benefits you in the long run? Like anyone, do you think it... Like, as people who stand things and become obsessed with pop culture, do you think there is a long-term benefit to that? Or do you think it is just pure, like, escapism? I think it depends on what you're what you're into. I mean, I – and this is going to sound so lame. But standing Jillian Anderson and, like, learning so much about her and, like, what she believes in and because I just, like, think she's amazing, like, opened up my eyes to so many things that, like – I maybe wasn't caring about as much as I should like definitely was caring about it but like she made it more prominent in my life so like I think it was like a positive thing for me yeah but like I mean I I've always been this way where I just really lock on to something and I'm really into it what kind of stuff do you think it uh would what kind of things that you should have been paying attention to um, more feminism things like, and I don't know, uh, she wrote a book called We Women, um, which was about self-care and self-awareness and being okay with who you are. And, um, I read that and I mean, that, that helped me in like, you know, certain times. And so it's not all like just, you know, BS pop culture I'm obsessed like twittering like memes it's I don't know I think it's a good thing too yeah it depends on what you're standing though you know yeah depends. totally depends it could go a totally different route but for me it was more positive and more empowering for me because of the roles that Jillian Anderson has played they all are empowering women and strong women and yeah I've always kind of wanted to be like that. And I think it's helped me grow. Yeah. It's like it gives you a lens through which to interpret and analyze life in a way that you might not have before. I don't think I I did. I really don't think I did. I, I never saw myself as like a strong individual. And I kind of Are started you for real? thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying like. A hundred percent. I never like, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't really explain it, but I'm telling you, all I can say is that Jillian Anderson helped, I I think, me become a stronger person as sad and as weird as that sounds. It's not. It's true. It's not sad or weird. It's not sad or weird. And Madonna. I'm sorry, but Madonna has over... I was too young at the time when I was obsessed with Madonna to really understand what she was singing about and and fighting for. And as I got older, I was like, wow, like, yeah, like, 
this is why I was so attracted and obsessed with her because I was craving that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, to, I think it's it can be a good thing. Yeah, for definitely. me it was. I mean, the thing is, like, when it's – and I always do this. I always bring up the double standards, but I just think it bears repeating. When a guy is obsessed with, like, a sports – like, an athletic star or a president or something, nobody is like, that's a waste of time and it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, men can read every single book by Charles Bukowski or Hunter S. Thompson, and they can be like, oh, it's intellectual and it's something – but they're doing the same thing as – you or me when we get obsessed with someone, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that women haven't been allowed to become president and to have these like quote unquote respectable positions. So it just so happens that we have to obsess over entertainers and sort of like learn how to live our own lives through them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. Just, I, again, it just depends on, you know, what you're obsessing over, I guess, but everybody's yeah. got their thing. Everybody has their thing. So you've been on two uh, Jillian-related pilgrimages, Vancouver and London. Well, I mean, London was a nice half and half because I got to see you and Amanda, and I got to see Jillian live in the theater uh, in All About Eve, which was amazing. How was was that? She was great. Uh, it was amazing. I mean, I loved the show, and I, it's so it was so up my alley anyway. Um, the show itself, and then like getting to see her, it was it was really cool. But she just is pretty bad at like seeing the fans. It kind of sucked. But I think that's her only. If we're gonna talk about diva behavior, yeah, I just can't blame her because she she says. And I was going to say claims, which is totally wrong, and I'm not going to – that's not it. But she has, like, some social anxiety, so I get that. Um, But it wasn't fair the way she kind of orchestrated things with the fans, I didn't think, because I never got to meet her, and it was always, like, I missed her by, like, a heartbeat. It sucked, but – So what happened was you came to London to see all of our Eve, and then the plan was to wait outside the stage door – after the performance because usually the actors will come out right well actually Jillian was doing her own thing where there were so many people waiting for her that they couldn't have a stage door thing because it got too chaotic so she would on certain nights and a lot of times it was every night but of course the week I was there it was very sporadic um but she would wait in the lobby and anyone that wanted to meet her would line the street and wait, and you could get your program signed and your ticket signed, and um, and I've never heard of anyone else doing that ever, like even on Broadway. So, um, but she didn't do it every single night, so you had to be there on a lucky night where she was doing it. But she, yeah, the week I was there, it was like closing week, and she really only did it the one night that I wasn't that the night before my show. So kind of stunk. And then oh, I went every single night after, and she never did it. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You went. To, yeah. I met a lot of people that I knew on Twitter um, in real life, which was really cool. Oh, were, yes. was that a coincidence or on purpose? 
Uh, it was a total coincidence. We were waiting by the stage door because they said Jillian wasn't signing and try to get a glimpse of her, like, leaving, whatever. I'm such a loser. Um, and then, No, you're you know, not. Don't say that. It's not losery. It's fun. It was so fun. And that, you know what? You're right. It was just so fun to be with a bunch of people that, like, share the same opinion as you about, like, something. Um, and then, you know, I start talking, and most of them were British people, and I... I I fell in love with them. They were so fun. And um, so that was a silver lining in me not actually getting to meet her. Actually, I think if I got to meet her, I would just cry and embarrass myself anyway. So it was probably for the best. But yeah, it was really cool meeting, um, meeting other fans. I loved it. I loved oh, I it. love that picture of you with Bernadette Peters where you look like you're about to puke. I Yeah, I, I was crying before that. And I I went to go see her. Backstory, I went to go see her in a show called Love Letters on Broadway, and it was a two-person show. It was literally Bernadette Peters and another man. I forget the actor because it was, like, probably 15 years ago. And, sorry, Remy's drinking water. It's making a weird noise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear it. Oh, okay, good. Um, And it was a one-night-only. It was, like, 75 tickets, and uh, my parents somehow scored them so we went and I got to meet her after and I just she was like hello nice to meet you and I just like (laughs) I cried and my mom was like she's a really big fan (laughs) and this is before digital cameras my mom had one shot to get a picture of us and I'm like on the verge of tears I look like I'm about to shit my pants actually but it's so funny yeah and you were in like my favorite Volcom dress was I? I know. I don't know. It was I that mean, blue one with the yellow triangle. Was it? Such a solid dress. I love that solid. dress. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been known to uh, have a couple obsessions, but yeah, Bernadette. But it Peters. brings you closer to other people. Like I it think you does. Can, you it and really I both does. have got our internet fan friends. That I we, always have. Always yeah. have. Madonna Village shout out. Like you know, like I loved the Madonna Village days. I always have been that fangirl. It's and it's a tough life, man, because it's, you know, sometimes it's like heart wrenching. (laughs) It's a life of unrequited love. It is. It totally is. It's torture. It's it is. But yeah, it's worth. It's so worth it. (laughs) Can we talk about speaking of your fangirl tendencies? What you're doing this weekend? Hmm. I am heading to BravoCon New York, except, spoiler alert, couldn't get a ticket because it sold out in 30 seconds. (laughs) So my sick ass is going to New York anyway to see if I can stalk out some Bravo celebrities. Oh, I love it. And it's, you know, it's it's the lifestyle. Where are you going to plan to stalk them at? So there's an app, there's a BravoCon app, Obvi, and I know where, like, all the key people that I want to, like, Lisa Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules, um, Housewives, are going to be for their interviews, and then there's, like, a brunch hosted by Vanderpump, whatever, so we're just going to, like, chill in the areas that, like, we know, like, they're going to be, um, and see what we can, see what we can do, see what we can finagle, Maybe someone's selling some tickets. I don't know. I don't have like high hopes. I just I love a, a fall day in the city anyway. But 
Yeah. Uh, I just figured this would be a bonus. So we'll see. I mean, I've met a lot of Bravo celebrities already, so. Oh, I wish I could go with you. Which Bravo celebrities have you met? I have met all of the Housewives of New Jersey minus, uh, excuse you, minus like, um, She's the talking OGs. to her dog. She's talking to her sorry. dog. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I met all of the Housewives of New Jersey this summer that are on the current season. Um, they were at a restaurant. Teresa was amazing. Uh, she was such a sweetheart. But whatever. Really? Actually? She, actually such a sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. Idiot. But like. <laughs> I'm in season three right now. And I'm just I like. I know. Teresa I has. I think jail humbled her though. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You're She's you're just, you're like pre-jail, Teresa. It's like post legal troubles beginning, pre-jail, and she's just a monster. And all she does is like shit on Melissa Gorga and create drama with everyone. She's so mean to Melissa. She literally will just be like Melissa walks into her house for Christmas Eve and Teresa sprinkle was cookies. like sprinkle wait, cookies. Sprinkle cookies. Did she bring the sprinkle cookies yet or no? Oh, she brought the pin pinolis. No, this must be an earlier season, but she walks in, <laughs> Melissa walks in and she's got this short skirt on and Teresa's like, what are you wearing? Your skirt's so short. It's Christmas Eve. And <laughs> Teresa's skirt is even shorter. She's I, just, I think she had some, uh, she still does have some jealousy issues with Melissa for sure. Yeah. But I think after jail, you know, I think. She softens up a little bit, but she's still she's still hard on Melissa, 100 percent. I can't wait to be home in New Jersey in like three weeks watching Real Housewives together. Same. And is there anything that you want us to know? Any closing message you have about Jillian or the Real Housewives or New Jersey or Christmas? Um. Okay. a couple of things. If you do not stand Jillian Anderson at this point in your life, I suggest you like Watch an episode of The Fall. And then, I mean, X-Files is for a select group. I would watch an episode of The Fall. Stan Gillian Anderson, always. Housewives, I mean, I can't say enough good things. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself completely. I'm already decorated for Christmas here. So if you love Christmas, follow me on Twitter. Justify my love. <laughs> And on Instagram. And on Instagram. Um, I'm a good time. But uh, I don't know. If you also are a person that stands many people, I, I'm i here for you if you ever uh, want to talk. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Have yeah. fun stalking Bravo Lebs in New York this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Wish you were coming with me. Me too. <laughs> Some people think Diva's a bitch. Diva Behavior, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.